0: Hello and welcome to this, the quarter century episode of the new incarnation of the How Long to Beat podcast. 25, they grow up so fast. As always, it's me, Rick, joined by Alex and Paola. Uh, Before we tell you what's coming up, just want to say a massive thank you uh, to Everdread and uh, How Long to Beat as a a website organization, uh, whatever. So none of you will know this listening, but behind the scenes, um, we use a piece of software called Wooshka. And we were grandfathered in to their free service uh, from the first incarnation of the podcast a couple of years ago. Um, we got an email a couple of months ago saying, as of June, uh, it's not going to be free anymore. You're going to have to pay it. So we would have clubbed together, but we we reached out to the site first and said, would you be interested in sort of sponsoring us paying for it? And uh, Everdread very kindly said yes. Um, and that's all paid up now. So no good deed should go unpunished is the phrase, but that's not really what I wanted to say.
1: <laughs> and the thank you. you ever good dread, good dread phrases, is what we but, wanted to say. Yeah, big thank Let's, you. I mean,
2: it's just nice to get to do this, right? Every week.
0: And... 100%. Um, and speaking of this and what we're doing, uh, this week, as always, we'll tell you what we've beaten, retired, and played. Um, we're going to have a discussion about respecting the player's time, or not as often the case is. Uh, and then we're going to take a question uh, from the listeners and finish off with the game everyone comes here for. How, How long, long to beat, to beat the game. game. How long to beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> <I forgot> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> We've got no hope if you start halfway
2: through. <laughs> well, it was kind of amazing. Am Rick sorry. and I were like perfectly end. <laughs> <laughs> <Paul-Rabian>. That's nice.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Well, why don't you start us off, Paula? Because you've got uh, pages worth of notes on one of your completions this week. <laughs>
1: Hopefully, I, can, ho- I really hope I can respect the listeners time here. Hey, <laughs> hey! So um I finished Picross E for three years. I'm kind of like in a Picross frenzy right now. But also, and this is the big one, I uh I just finished Steam Prison for the Nintendo Switch. And I have a lot to say about this game. Oh Steam Prison is a Vision novel Otome game. Where... <laughs> oh yeah, because I never played uh, any of those. <laughs> okay, uh, so you play as the protagonist. Uh, who is name? Can I restart that? That's so dumb. Yeah, like you play like as a, as a protagonist. Why? <laughs> why wouldn't you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the reset. is golden. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, you play as. Kiros, who is an 18-year-old first rank police officer, and she lives like in this country suspended um, atop of the clouds that is called the Heights. So the game starts you up like setting up uh, the world where Kirus lives in, that is like uh, the Heights, and how society more more or less works here. Um, you are presented this place like as an utopia uh, for the first like thirty minutes in the game, and then you realize it isn't uh, because even though that this society is kind of like everyone uh, is able to live like above certain living standards and everyone is like what's the word I'm looking for uh, guaranteed a base level of education um anyone who um does anything against the law is quickly um sent to what is called the depths in other words they're exiled from uh, the country uh in this game there's like some kind of saint uh that is sent to and pretty much everyone is like everyone in the heights worship him as a saint since he's immortal and it is said that he was there uh, when the country was founded and finally and this is where you start noticing that things aren't like quite all right <laughs> is uh, all citizens are considered adults uh, starting the age of 16 and um, very much like uh, the temple uh, chooses like who they marry to and how many children they have and all that and that is part of this population control thing and then you are thrown into like the real plot of the game where Kiros is um framed for the murder of her parents and quickly sent to uh the devs along with all of the criminals she once sent there
2: all those pretty pretty because, criminals.
1: um <laughs> um about that <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, okay before discussing like um uh, more of the game and the the, the routes and quality of routes and quality of writing and all that stuff um i just wanted to say like here is is such uh like she is like this strong female character that is a an knight and can uh quickly like chase down any criminal. On the other hand, she's pretty clueless about anything and everything. And it doesn't help that um since pretty much being in love is a crime uh in this place because it goes against like the um population control thing. Right. Anything that is like romance or anything remotely se- sexual is like a crime. Huh. And it's like, how is everyone like, how do we even have population in the first place? But that aside, Makes um, all the steam Martin, there. oh no, <laughs> 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 well, I'm not even laughing at that.
0: I'm laughing at you saying that aside, and then the first page goes flying onto the
1: page. (laughs) (laughs) Round one of notes done. (laughs) One of the notes done. Uh, So for here, uh, the the world like really opens up Mm. uh, because you only saw like this small uh, kernel of world of world. And then you realize, like, there's people living uh, outside of the prison. So you have this game that cannot divide it in the heights and the depths, but the depths is divided in the prison or the sanctuary district. And outside that, you have everything else. Uh, by the way, one of the districts, this uh, the story takes place in, is called Li- Liberaritas. And it is very much the antithesis of the heights because people aren't like guaranteed anything, but they have like so much more freedom. And while the sanctuary district is more like uh, whoever can, uh, whoever has any kind of strength or advantage, they'll take care of it because everyone is uh, out for themselves. Uh, so Kyrus has like this kind of culture chuck kind of thing when she first arrives to the depths, which I found like very interesting, but I think like some of the stuff wasn't like as well done as uh, could have been. Hmm. And as I said previously, like in other episodes, this game has uh, six routes, each of them uh, explores like different parts of the world and... Uh, you can actually see, like, from another character's perspective, uh, like, some scenes or some uh, of the story uh, segments. Uh, So there are, like, pretty much uh, four uh, options for Kyrgyz starting out. Like, she can either, like, live in the Sanctuary District uh, and try to... um, either try to go back or just settle in. She can go outside of the uh, Sanctuary District and work as a, as a knight, pretty much, and protect um, the, the, the person who hires her. Um, further down the line, you can actually find a way to stay in the Heights and try to find uh, the, the, the real killer from there. Though that road in particular I felt was kind of bullshit. And finally, um, he has his partner in uh, this partnered partner in the police office that is like um, the one who is assigned to go with her out in patrols. In his road, uh, the roles are reversed since he takes the blame for the murder and goes as a criminal, um, exiled, he's exiled as a criminal instead. But she uh, gets um, transferred to uh, the hounds who are the police department who keep the peace in the the depths, in the sanctuary district.
0: She ends up there anyway, right.
1: She ends up there anyway. Uh, It's actually quite genius how they did it because it actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, In the sense of how or why, Um, uh, I mean, why, like, the the police accepted uh, so quickly that the other guy was a murderer instead of Kira's. It really made sense because of the reason she went down there in the first place. I'm trying to not spoil the thing. It is really difficult, like going into much detail without without like actually explaining it. Overall, the story of the game was like really enjo- enjoyable. It had like a couple of blood holes here and there. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, the sense um, route was was the word, was the one that strayed most from like um, the otherwise like more realistic setting of the game. Okay. Realistic, like in big quotation marks um but the way of how each route like presented like another facet of the war of the world was um mind-blowing at times and even stuff that i was like i didn't really like question myself about it was like oh oh my god it makes so much sense now and it's so messed up too it kind, of um, kind of makes
2: me think like of Pyre, to be honest. Like the whole concept wise. Just
1: I you know, thought that
0: too with the top and the bottom and all the different regions in the underworld underworld. But yeah.
1: Yeah, in the undersection. I can yeah, always yeah. play Pyre.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'll love it, I reckon. You'll it's, love, it's got a very strong storytelling focus besides the basketball.
2: Yeah. It, it's interesting because yeah. like I feel like this is quite a trope, like the concept of just like the the banishment concept, you know, like where it's like you come here and then there's the undercast and they are the free ones, but are they free? And like, you know, that whole thing. So Good.
1: I've read like that setting like in, in a couple of other games like mm. uh executed in a different way and it's actually interesting like how many um different approaches there are to this I forgot what I was talking about. Oh yeah. <laughs> um oh yeah the, the writing the writing, sorry. Uh also like not all characters were like created equal, like there were like two in particular. Um, there were like uh, Ulrich that is kind of like this uh, spy um, who is like another of the prisoners uh, in the Sanctuary District uh, who had like some really well written like backstory and motivations and stuff and the pacing of the route was like the the pacing of the game was the best in those routes and finally like after you cleared all all of the other 32 endings um of the game don't worry like the bad endings like take like a minute or a couple of minutes and it's not how cool again don't worry yeah after you cleared all other endings in the game you are you unlock the the grand finale it ended the game in such a satisfying note it's like it it um, grabbed this uh, little gift in a really nice bow. So yeah, uh, in the music and art department, like it didn't stand out as much uh, compared to other Atomic games, but it still like has uh, its own identity, even though some of the musical uh, arrangements weren't as good. Um, and finally, uh, the amount of content is insane. Like besides the main story, it has like epilogues, extras. Um, it even has like profiles on all the characters in the game, I think, mm-hmm. and some extra stuff to build up the 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 lore of the game even more. We recommend this. <laughs> this is the important part. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would recommend this game. I don't know if I would recommend anyone to play absolutely everything, (laughs) though the grand ending kind of like makes up for some of the weirdness of one of the routes. Um, I do recommend to pick up the Switch version if if it's on sale, because uh, right now the game is $65, uh to match the physical release in Japan because mm. uh, well that that is what the companies do. Um the Steam version should be a little bit cheaper but you would have to get uh, one of the routes as DLC mm. uh if you want that if you want it.
0: I hate that as a practice just as an aside. <laughs> I hate
1: yeah it. like when
0: Asura's wrath did it that's when I first like became aware of it as a thing that companies would do. And that's obviously quite um topical as well because that DLC is going away soon. Scummy yeah. as fuck. I do apologize. Carry on.
1: <laughs> it's okay. Like I don't really like like the Otome mobile games because of the same reason. Like I'd rather have like all the content or not at all. Mm. Yep. And that's why I got the Switch version of the game. And finally, um I would recommend this game though. I would recommend it less than other games. Uh, Mainly because of how the protagonist was screened. I think it makes a lot of sense given the context of the game. Like how she turned out to be. But there were like a couple of things I found really annoying. Even though um, they were used to kind of like comical effect. But I wasn't like really okay with them. Another, like, if you play Steam Prison, I would recommend for uh, a strong and really fun protagonist, a, a, a psychedelic of the Asian Hawk. Uh, if you want, like, a true steampunk setting, it would be called Realize. And if you kind of, like, enjoyed, um, a, like, how Kirius used to be like a police officer and would like like a game to fully realize that, I would re- I would recommend Color Cross Madis who actually has like a more, I want to say like a more fully realized mystery that kind of like still, still matter like in every route.
0: Because I feel like realized
1: mystery. Yeah, I
2: was thinking the same thing. <laughs> you know, it's sad. I, I'm laughing a little bit because I was like, a year ago, if you said those names to me, I'd be like, the hell are you talking about? And now I'm I like, I recognize almost I all genuinely of them. I'm, recognize so them, them now. Yeah, I'm like, you've changed this, Paola. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Come no, to the show with cookies. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, dear.
1: that's my review. I actually have to cut out. A lot of it.
2: Why don't I uh, jump in there then? Well, thank you for that. uh, Please. It's a review. Um, so this fella got a raise at work, and so he got himself a 4K TV, which is well, actually you can see it. Well, they can see it behind me. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, you can't. But it's nice. Um, I mean,
0: it's a TV. Yeah, you, you can picture t- it. You can picture it, right?
2: It's
0: <laughs> no, pun, inches no, pun it's oh! no pun intended. No pun intended.
1: Oh god. Oh my nice. god. Ray is on fire today. Yeah, I was
2: tired. My other two are tiny. It was very tiny. Um and Honestly, I'm, I'm, my eyesight's not great. Uh, I haven't gone to the optometrist in a long time. And like the other day I was like, I was playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps and I was like, I cannot read some of this text. <laughs> and I was just like, or at least like that menu stuff, you know, like I find menu text in general in new games. It's so tiny. Um, but then suddenly I got the 65 inch 4K TV and I'm like, I can read everything. <laughs> like it's all so clear and crisp. Um, and I was playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps on it and whole mother of all that is holy that game is it's fucking gorgeous it's like my partner was like I, th- I feel like i'm watching finding nemo like i was in like the segment where it's like there's water it's like the luma pools and stuff and like it is so pretty um i know game awards are stupid and don't matter it's like the oscars basically but like the fact that this game didn't get nominated for anything blows my mind i'm like this thing is, like, absurdly beautiful. Um, and just, like, animation is gorgeous. And it plays so good. I I essentially 100%ed it. I'm, like, I got 91%. The only things that I missed was just, like, there were a couple energy things that I was, like, ah. I could go get them, I guess. But I have so much health right now that I can cheese every boss, so it's fine. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I was doing great. But, yeah, I completed, like, all the side quests, all of the, um, all of the like, bonus you know like improvement things abilities shards like everything i just i got everything i explored every inch of the maps because it's so much fun and like they make it easy for you to do that and it's just one of those these games where like you're not always sure necessarily like well, what exactly do i have to do next and it's like well i can find out pretty easily if i need to i just go explore part of the map that's not there yet um and you know you'll figure it out eventually and In the meantime, though, it's like, yeah, I don't care, I wanna go explore this section that I just unlocked an ability that I think I can go explore that now, and it's conveniently grayed out on my map, so I know exactly where to go, and it's just like, it's just brilliant. It takes the things from Blind Forest and really ups it. The only, the only complaint I have is there still a couple segments in this game that are kind of like the one-hit-you're-dead segments where you're supposed the to- The chase like, sequences. Yeah, the chase sequences, which actually didn't bother me quite as much. Those are those are better, I think, in this one, and they're more motivated um, in terms of like story-wise. So I actually had a little less of a problem with those. There are just a couple moments that are like... Um, I'll put it this way. There's some that rely on hiding, And those aren't that fun because you just kind of have to figure out, wait, why do I have to, like, what counts as a place I can hide from? Because it's not a normal mechanic in the game, right? Like, you're not used to the idea of hiding. So when you get to a point like that and you're insta-killed, it's like, this is kind of annoying. And then there's also... Feels cheap, yeah. Yeah, there's also segments where... So, like, Ori can kind of launch themselves off of moving projectiles. Right. Like that's a, that's a ability or has, and
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's never been great because the detection of it is a bit finicky. Right. Like, and, and in the sense that it works, but you, sometimes you think like, Oh, I should be able to press the button to launch onto it. But when I press the button, it's like, Oh, no, it's just a little too far away. And having to repeat these segments and get it just right and like wait for an enemy to launch a projectile, it's just not that much fun. Like I've found that to be kind of a weak element of the game, but they're far and few between and they're not like, it's not like bad enough to really like bother me, Um, but it is something I noticed. And like, maybe I'm just bad at it, but like I completed all the speed trials and everything. Like I think I'm pretty good at the game, you know, like I've got everything in it, so like, I think I'm decent enough at it, but I just found that element's a little annoying. I'd be interested to hear if other people played it and were bothered by that. But if you haven't played these games, do it now. It's so good. I beat Ori and the -the Will-the-Wisps in like 11, 12 hours, um, getting almost everything. Um, and that's also because I'm, like I said, I think I'm pretty good at these games. So like I was able to mash through it pretty fast, um, but yeah, if you're not quite as good, you might take you a little longer to get used to Ori's movement, but his Ori's movement skills are just so good. Anyway, I could talk about this game for too long. I'm not gonna <laughs> uh, rile on. Um, I also mentioned two of these games that I, I, me- I mentioned in passing last week, but I completed Halo, the anniversary edition with my partner, um, which was just really fun. That game is excellent in co-op. Um, I do recommend playing it though without the like anniversary... Like texture remapping, like you can just click a button to get rid of it, and it's much better. Uh, even though the new stuff looks pretty, but it kind of wrecks some stuff. It's really hard to notice some of the enemies. Um, so that was good. We mentioned Narita Boy. I might save talking about that a little bit until you've beaten it, right? Because then maybe we can just talk about that game in general. But suffice to say, I feel like each passing day, my opinion sours on that game. <laughs>
0: I totally didn't get that impression last week, <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm <just> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be finished with it this week. I should think so. Um, we can, we can maybe pick up on that this time next week. But
2: speaking of a game that we both did beat and a good segue into your yes. playing beatings as well is a uh, strider 2, the one our, how long to beat the game game of the week last week. Game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I took, ha- I took twice as long as you to beat. I think, um, Though, I'm going to say this, full disclosure, it was a little high while playing it, so I might have been a little <laughs> slow.
0: <laughs> just like, ooh, pretty light hair. Yeah, it was a weekend. I was tired. I was
2: just like, let's do it. <laughs> I was playing on my Retroid. It was also a little slow on it, I will admit. I Sometimes I thought about, I should have just hit the fast forward button and gone through it real fast. That game is like, has some really cool stuff going on because it's like five stages, essentially. Very quick. It took me an hour. Um you're basically just like
0: no you're right five i, I yeah, made a, a sixth stage in my head i confused myself oh yeah no,
2: yeah you made a, yeah there's there's five of them uh but they in each one there's like six scenes in each of the missions yeah. right yeah and it's honestly like it's a little bit of a confusing game to me because essentially every battle is just like mash that sword button <laughs> like, you know and you're just like, like to be fair i got an e on every mission because i'm terrible obviously um, yeah same yeah right and i mean i i watched someone do a long play of it where they got like the star on each one and i was like can't really tell what they did different than i did but um <laughs> besides getting like all the power-ups and stuff but i don't know it had cool ideas in it like there's like these gravity well things you fight and at one point you're just like floating around it as you smack it and i was like you know, it's like, it mixes 2D and 3D like really in in a way that like I actually haven't seen again since. And like it, to me, I was like, that's kind of a cool way of thinking about the ability to add 3D into your games. I was like, I kind of would like to see more modern, maybe like side-scrolling brothers do that kind of thing. Like because it's, I don't know, it's kind of neat. Like being able to turn a corner as like the whole thing moves, but you're still a 2D like character. I don't know. I kind of liked it. What about you, Rick?
0: yeah so i mean the first thing i'd say is i'm glad i played this now because if i as a kid had spent 30 bones whatever your currency is on that disc i would have been pissed because it i I beat it in 28 minutes and i'm not the kind of person that'd be like oh i want to get like a a plus plus gold star rank on every single stage like that that doesn't bother me i want to sort of see it and be done with it in terms of seeing it you're right it is really really pretty i love the the styling of it um, I think it benefits a lot from doing it that way. It's also interesting that we both played it handheld. So um, I played it on my PSP. So there's um, a longstanding way you can wrap um, a PS1 ISO so that it will just run um, with the with the native emulator uh, in the console. And it was a lot of fun there. It was probably a lot more fun than it would have been like having to get it all set up on a TV and and everything else. I think I liked it for what it was. Like, it was definitely easy to cheese. Um, I think I said to you in the Discord yesterday, there's like um, an aerial move, which you, if you, in the air, press down, then up and attack, you, like, swing your sword fucking everywhere. And there there are bosses that I did with two of those. It, nice. it, it's not a difficult game in the least. Um, but it is a lot of fun. And if you want to sail the seven seas and, and grab a copy, you definitely should. Just don't expect a lot. Like, you mentioned that gravity well boss. It's kind of an indictment on how little content there is that in a, a twenty-eight minute playthrough It'll they be. use that boss twice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is criminal. Like if, if you're going to have a short game, uh, and this is maybe a segue if we roll into to what I've played to to one of the games I've beaten. If you're going to have a short game, at least sort of make that content count. Yeah. Um. And and do creative things within that short playtime. The, the shortness should be a justification to avoid padding rather than something that that is necessitated by padding that that just shouldn't happen it's criminal and so on that comparison uh, i also played a game called next Markina uh, for ps4 this is by uh, housemark the creators of the upcoming returnal um Resogun, Super superstardust various of the games they have a niche and this fits very firmly into that so it's a very clean mechanically tight sort of balls to the wall twin stick shooter um and there's really not a lot of fluff so you have uh, move and shoot on your two sticks, you have a dash, and you have a special attack. That is it for inputs. And then it's all just different um, configurations of enemies and obstacles, humans you've got to run over and save, Uh, there's various secret exits, secret humans, all kinds of um, things going on. It's the kind of game that you could really, despite being beatable under an hour, um, play through again and again and again. And and I think more than Strider, it, it gives you something to strive for in terms of improving yourself and getting better scores um it's much more measurable in the sense of what it wants you to do to be better to improve those scores to get higher numbers and i want to emphasize that it's a great game before i pick on the nits because there are a few things that really held it back for me it's one of those things when when you've got a game that's so focused on the mechanics and the structure um of what you're doing any misstep or thing that doesn't quite sit is always going to be more of a problem or at least feel like more of a problem. And there were three things that jumped out for me. So the first is that special attack that you have. Uh, They are pickups. So once you pick it up, you've got it until you run over another. Um, And there's a bit of a mechanic within it in the sense that there are six different ones and it's the same pickup for each. So when you open the box, it starts cycling through. And when you run over it, that's when it picks up. The problem is, in all the freneticism, you can pick one up by accident, and then you're fucking stuck with it. And uh, there are some that are miles better than others. And and I refuse to accept that that's a design that's thing. done intentionally. through
2: and through. 100%. Oh, I, it, I an it's so fucking series. annoying. Yeah, you get the, stupid, I, um, you had the homing shot, and then you get the fireballs, and you're like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I Literally, literally that. So uh, there's one, it's called... Um, I forget what it's called, but there's one where it's like a a beam and you hold it until it charges and then fire and it cuts through everything. Then there's another one that's like um, a a small flash around you that takes fucking forever to recharge. And I can't tell you the amount of times that I had the proper shot was like slashing up with it. And then I picked up this little pathetic excuse for a smart bomb and I was stuck with it for like three stages until I could pick up another. And then you go to pick up the other and you pick up the wrong one. It's like, oh, fuck so that that was a problem i feel like even in a game like that you could have like a a freeze frame and pop up and say well which one do you want or when you run over it like are you sure you want to pick it up even if um even if you have to hit a, a fifth button over the top of it to select it like click one of the sticks and i feel like that's doable and speaking of that for the second problem with there's certain things that i don't think were sufficiently signposted visually uh the one that particularly jumps to mind there's an attack uh, that one particular enemy has and then there's also some static lasers that do it which is a a, a thicker laser beam that you can't dash through um, so if, if you try and dash through it unlike all the other lasers that's an instant death uh, which is fine like i don't mind that as a mechanic but it's not massively obvious in and amongst everything else where that beam is uh, and the enemy that throws it out can also throw it without warning or without any clear warning and like straight at you with with no sort of realistic opportunity to dodge out um so that felt a little bit cheap and then the third and final one and this this is probably the reason it's an eight for me rather than a nine or even a ten um the design of the game is very geared to assuming that you've picked up all the power-ups on the way so in particular there's a triple dash that you can pick up rather than the single dash that you have and there are shields that you can pick up and Most of the bosses feel like they're designed as though they expect you to have that triple dash, but because of the way the respawns work, I think two thirds of the bosses I went into without a triple dash and it just makes them obnoxious in a way that I don't think they were supposed to be, you know, like goes beyond a challenge into something that's just really frustrating is the wrong word. Cheap doesn't quite cut it. It feels mean spirited. Um, And that's not what you want in a game where it's challenging you to improve. And it's a shame because so much of the game nails that. So I, it was my third run that I beat it. So it was on the second difficulty, you have loads of continues. But the first one I quit out assuming that it would auto save between levels. It doesn't. So I had to start that again. Um, And then the second one, I, I quit out of sheer frustration at what turned out to be the final boss. But after each time, as I was going through every level, I could tell... That my understanding was improving, I was doing things easier, and and that's so empowering for a game like that. It's crucial, um, and it nails that. But those little things, I think, do detract from it. It's super cheap though; you can you can get it on sale. I think I got it ninety percent off. It was like a couple of pounds. Um, so I'd say wait for a sale and then give it a go. It, it, I'd certainly recommend it, but just sort of be aware going in, I suppose. To so beat those two, I've put four guys down as a completion. Yeah, it's, I was like uh, what how. Cool. Uh. I, I completed the battle pass for this season's worth of content, so I thought I'd just talk about it because it's very good. I guess that's, that's it. I don't really have it, <laughs> that, Yeah, it. yeah.
2: It's play for guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, give it a go. I mean, loads of people listening. I'm sure I have PS Plus, so you've got it anyway. Yeah. Um, it's still good. It's still good. <laughs> um, yeah. I also completed the next um, in my Cecile Richard back catalogue playthroughs, which nice. is Visit. Didn't log it as a completion on the site because it's literally six screens. It's like an interactive art gallery sort of thing. And it's nice. And the bit right at the end, I I audibly went, ooh. So if you like some of the other stuff that they've done, check that out. Nice. It's uh, no barrier to entry. It's free. It's all online, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, And then the last one, and I'm going to have to kind of be harsh on it and I feel a bit bad doing that, is a a game called Wild 9 for PC. So there is a group called Sockpop. Um, They have like Patreon supported games. So every month, they bring a new game out and you can either subscribe from the development and, and get the game or um, the games are released on Steam and itch for like double the subscription price. Um, and it's something I've, I've had my eye on for a little bit. And this, this game specifically dropped and looked really interesting to me. So I thought, you know what I'll, uh, I'll sub for a couple of months, see how I like it. And then sort of reassess later in the year, you can tell that it was rushed or at least you, you can see the gaps where that development cycle leaves things out and that that was deeply frustrating as a player first off in terms of the control settings, so uh, it's was movement but then your camera is rotated with q and e and then reload is on r and it's not like a tap and you're done reload it's um a semi-active reload in the sense that um they're energy weapons and you can overcharge if you hold r for too long so what i'd often find myself doing is either trying to reload and swinging the camera around in the middle of a, a gunfight or trying to move my camera around while I'm moving around the world and like overheating myself and doing damage to my character. And it, it's just eternally frustrating that they couldn't map one of those functions to like middle mouse or control or let you choose where you remap it beyond that. The game, the gameplay is just quite thin. You, you move around, you shoot things um, by design. The, the world is quite barren. Uh, navigation is sort of reliant on you having an understanding of what's really a substandard map um, to guide you to the different locations around this sort of looping world. And the map was a problem. Like, I I beat the game in 46 minutes. Half of that time was just flying around empty space trying to find what I was supposed to do next. And that's the kind of thing where, if it's in the oven for a little bit longer, you maybe QA that. You you put little things in the world to make it slightly easier to navigate. Even to the point that that three of the four... Um, character upgrades are you speak to a person they tell you the coordinates it's at and you have like an x and y axis coordinate under the map and you have to navigate to those and it's like that that just feels i'm not even sure if i called it lazy just subpar and it's frustrating because the, the art was really nice the combat itself although limited did feel fun and i think if if it was something that was given a bit more time maybe fleshed out a little bit more there's a good game in there, but I sort of fluctuated um, between a seven and a six, and a little bit like next market I ended up sort of erring on the lower side. And um, if if you're looking at it like I did and thinking maybe that's the thing to jump into the sub for, I'd say it probably isn't, <laughs> which is a shame because I, I like the concept. I just don't like the the outcome particularly. So we'll we'll see in the coming months what else they put out. and We'll see uh, if anything jumps out at me from them. But for now, maybe. Maybe skip that one. I think I don't think it's it's quite worth anyone's time. So yeah, that's that's everything I've played. Um, I'm quite keen to hear about some of the things you've retired,
1: Alex.
2: Yeah, yeah, I retired a couple things. Actually, it's not all that interesting to be honest. See
1: some interesting Uh, stuff.
2: Yeah, it looks interesting, but it's not really. I I retired Doom Eternal and Metal Gear Solid, but it's more like a to be continued than like a really a retired. You know what I mean? Like it's like right. uh, You know, I, I I was just. I started playing Doom Eternal before my partner and I started playing Halo. And now that I'm playing Halo, it's like I don't really want two shooters on the go, you know? I'm like, I'm just kind of like, uh, one shooter is more than enough for me. I'm not a huge shooter player. So uh, so I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'll play Doom Eternal later. Metal Gear Solid, I mostly retired just, just out of the fact that, like, those Vitas came around. I've got other stuff that I'm looking at now. Um, and I'm also kind of looking to explore more different Game Boy games. Um, so I was just kind of like, think I'm good on that one for now. I do want to go back to it later, though, because it actually is quite fun. Like, I was enjoying myself with it um, a a fair bit. And the last one that I retired was, like, kind of disappointing for me, um, but I retired Final Fantasy V, and I still think this game's really good. It's just the problem is that the story really doesn't matter at all. And it's an issue because most of these games, the fundamental, like, combat is good, but it's it's not enough to like propel you through the entire thing, right? Like and the job classes are interesting, but I found that eventually, you know, I've hit a point where I've found some job classes that really work nicely for me and are, you know, they're besting the challenges that are put before me. And so I'm not feeling like a ton of reasons to sort of try the other um, jobs out. And then also there's nothing really compelling me to move forward that much. Um, I've made it to what is essentially the second world. So like I've probably beaten a third of the game, maybe a bit more. I'm like 10, 11 hours in, I think. And it's like a 30 hour game. And I don't know, I just, I got to the second world and I was like, "Ah, it's just gonna be the same things, you know? We're just gonna go to more towns with inns. Um, They're gonna tell me something, something, something. You gotta go do this thingy. I'm gonna go pick up the MacGuffin and then we're gonna go finish it. And I just was kind of like, You know, I think I'm good. Um, So I'm glad I played it. I'd actually say that like, it's quite good. And honestly, I might recommend just playing the first world because the first 10 hours is like, it's a good game. You know, like, (laughs) it's like, honestly, I I don't feel like you lose anything from stopping and you get like a fine story. It's interesting enough. And then you get to experience the cool gameplay. So like, weirdly enough, I would recommend playing this for the first 10 hours. Like, I think the first third of this game is fun to play. And who knows, maybe you'll be like, no, I'm in and you want to keep going. But um, I don't think you lose anything from just stopping there. It's just like totally fine Um, because really you're just exploring the systems and having fun with that. And you'll also have gotten the experience of like getting an airship and getting everything and really getting to explore the first world entirely. Um, And so I'm like, just do that. It's totally good.
0: (laughs) It's the Spirit Tracks semi recommendation.
2: It is honestly, yeah. Um, though I would say I don't think it's necessarily because of like Spirit Tracks. I stopped because the gameplay ended up becoming frustrating. And this one, it was the opposite, right? It was like I stopped this because the story just ended up being not enough. Um, anyway, yeah, that's it. Those are what I retired. Uh, Paola, I saw you retired nothing again.
1: Um, <laughs> I retired nothing. Ever again, nothing. Yeah. What about you, Rick?
2: Get. You retired
0: some too. Wow. Like, Biggin. Yeah, so mine, mine are kind of similar to you in the sense that they're, they're shelves, um, mm-hmm. albeit one I'm, I'm definitely going to come back to and one I, to be honest, might not. So um, obviously we spoke a couple of weeks ago about everything that's going on with the the saw closures on the Sony side of things. Mm-hmm. I've spent in the region of £50 pounds on things for PS3 and Vita, and I'll probably spend the same again over the next month or so because there's, uh, believe it or not, a couple of new games coming out for Vita still, mm-hmm. and there's a few other things that I want to pick up. So one of the things that I'd been umming and ahhing about for years and finally jumped on uh there's a little game called kick and fennec which is a vita exclusive you play as a boy with this little robot companion the conceit is that you can't jump so you have a big fuck off gun uh it's like a, a bolt rifle type thing and you have to launch yourself with the uh, with the kickback from firing that rifle at the ground sort of thing <laughs> for That's for a game on fun. a it sounds fun but for a game that is on a console with buttons it doesn't half want to be a mobile title everything can be touch controlled all the menus are sort of touch friendly as far as i know it never actually got a mobile release two problems the first is that the the concept doesn't really do all that much and the level design doesn't do enough to keep things interesting the other problem with the level design and this this might be me more than anything else there are a lot of situations where you pass a point of no return and some of the little collectible macguffins are stuck behind you. And you can maybe see them on the other side of the wall on like a 2D map thing, but you can't go back to get them. And that is immensely frustrating. And it just sapped my, my enjoyment of the game. So I just found myself just sort of blasting through the levels. I got about a third of the way through. I I just didn't really want to play it anymore. So Mm. I might come back. It's going in the two B continues. 50 50 at this point whether whether or not it just ends up being retired properly but it didn't cost too much and, and it's something i would have wondered about eternally if i hadn't given it a go so no regrets particularly um the other one is ghost of tsushima legends this one i'll definitely come back to it's just a case of wanting to play other stuff for a couple of weeks and come back fresh um i, th- I think i said this a couple of weeks ago because of the way it's structured um the the first three quarters of the story is sort of front-ended and then you essentially have to play through it two more times at higher difficulties to get the loot to allow you to take on the end game. So I've done all the story through on bronze and silver. Um, I've done all of the survival maps on bronze, silver, gold. So I'll give it a few weeks. I'll play through the gold level story stuff uh, and then I'll be ready to tackle the end game and finish it. But that that it, it's still great. It isn't any kind of indictment on the game. It's just the fact that um, I'm sort of three months late to the online structure that they've been putting together. I think so. Yeah, that, that's my sort of retirements, <laughs> um, and that's that's everything for those. Um, Why don't we move? on? Wanna... Oh
2: yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, you yep. gonna say go ahead, Rick? I uh, no, yeah. I was go on, Paula. We go go haven't Paula, but
2: oh, okay. We just like <laughs> oh, <right>. oh yeah. <laughs> We're so... in agreement.
0: Then that's all good. Paula, jump in. Save us from whatever this is <laughs>
2: from our
1: weird. Segue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh so I've been playing a bunch of stuff. Like I've been like really like jumping from game to game like every two uh every two hours or so. (laughs) So I've been playing Age of Empires 2, Definitive Edition, mostly multiplayer stuff, haven't um touched the campaign yet. Picross E2 because the Picross Frenzy is still ongoing. Animal Crossing New Horizons on Switch. I think I'm gonna like slow down with this one because like there's nothing uh, new like right now going on or an event or anything like that so uh, i'm pretty much like saving up my 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 money buying turnips and i forgot to buy my turnips god damn it
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah the plan was uh, was to buy turnips uh, this morning which i forgot and pretty much get a profit to finish paying up my loan so much for that beautiful besides that uh, I'm playing like uh, I'm mainly playing these two games right now one of them is Diabolic Lovers uh, which is an Otome Vita game Japan exclusive but uh, as I mentioned on the Vita episode it has an English patch which I got Um, I'm still debating if it's a good thing that this game isn't like over here
0: in what sense?
1: because like the setting of the game is like um you play uh Stewie who is the daughter of a priest yeah I think what's up yeah and her father was like oh I need to go to another country but here uh, go to this address there will be like um I think they call uh, he called them like familiars or familiars of a friend or whatever but he said like uh, they will take care of you Poor, poor Julie, my poor girl. Like, just walking into the mansion, and she, she was pretty much walking right into the wolf's mouth because it's a mansion full of vampires. Which I know, ah, I knew going in, but classic. the point is that only in Japan does the, the priest
0: send his daughter to the vampires.
1: Yeah. I'm still like, I I care that there's like an actual reason and uh, from what I got to watch from the anime because uh, before I nope out of there because they made Yui like uh, a block of wood there.
2: I also just like, I just want to interject for one second. I like Googled this and I love that it says people also ask, is Ayato in love with Yui? Who does Yui marry in Diabolic Lovers? Is Diabolic Lovers a good anime? Why is Diabolic Lovers so popular? <laughs> I'm just like, these are four very much Otome-based questions.
1: <laughs> yeah, those people are usually the ones that watch the anime and didn't play the Otome game. Scrubbed. Because to be fair, Scrubbed it is the not Otome.
2: <laughs> so it's Twilight, um, but anime. <laughs> I mean, Story-wise, but you get, oh,
1: Kawai-Lite. I'm not going go to rant about how trash Twilight is. Um, hey, look! I
2: mean, I, you can love your sexy vampires all you want. I'm no judgment for me. <laughs>
1: uh, it's okay. Like, it's just like I've been watching. Like the the book was better, and holy fuck, the English version of Violet is so full of typos and errors. It's horrible. But but aside, so yeah, like house full uh, full of vampires. What the hell can go wrong? Like just before uh, a <laughs> uh, um gets attacked like this one guy is like oh yeah i got a news from i got news for you all uh i we need this one alive don't kill her please uh we're supposed to take care of her and pretty much in an act of uh, desperate and joey like pretty much I i guess uh she had to pick one of them so uh she wouldn't get attacked by the other ones in a sense it's hard to describe it without it sounding weird because it is weird. <laughs> Who said
0: romance with his dad?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, well, I don't want to die, so, yeah, so
0: like- I guess
2: I'll love you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be fair, she was kind of safe from a very bad situation because of that. So okay. <laughs> Um, I guess it kind of worked out in the end. But anyways, um, I'm like, one third of the road in and i commented with uh, with youtube but i was in the worst route possible <laughs> so everything can only go up from here
2: that's good which is
1: good and i actually like uh, went and um spoiled myself a little bit on the other characters oh. and then like yeah there's hope here
2: <laughs>
1: and great. there's hope in the story too because still why the hell did his father sent her there like what the hell is her is his plan does he have a plan
0: all this and more on next week's episode <laughs> <laughs> all this and
1: more on next episode. and i'm gonna finish uh with another game which uh alex is currently playing
2: okay.
1: that is 13 sentinel psyche Do i
2: have to <laughs> right now I'm playing it but well, I have okay. to admit that like, I'm so in like heady research mode right now because like I have all these exams and essays due that
0: it's I, the worst possible game yeah
2: I haven't been playing it a lot just because I'm like I'm gonna wait until I finish my exams and then on this game will get my priority you know what I mean like I need games where I'm just like shut off dumb dumb brain play
1: <laughs>
0: you definitely need like a little bit of headroom to take in everything that that game gives you yep. 100%. yeah 100%
1: like I really want to like sit down and play like for hours and hours and end with this game, but I have to face myself because of all the information you're given. <laughs> yeah. Right now, I'm I'm done. I'm I'm done with the prologues. The options have opened up to me. I pretty much been jumping in the story um between characters that kind of makes sense, which is kind of nice because um when I saw like the uh, selection screen in the story, I was like. Where the fuck do I even begin?
2: <laughs>
1: Excuse my French. <laughs> but it is set up in such a way that uh, whenever you finish like a little story segment, you're given like these uh, little breadcrumbs to go in- investigate yeah. uh, in another place, which is amazing. And I love that. I'm still confused. I wanted to do like this um uh, board with like conspiracy stuff. But my brain is already spaghetti with this game. <laughs> You'll
0: strings. be confused for like 90% of it. Don't worry about that. That's that's that a is. thing.
1: That's how it, nice. well, that uh, how it goes. I'm enjoying the combat, the combat oh. too. Hmm so where are your thoughts alex
2: oh yeah i was just gonna (laughs) jump in to just well like i said i haven't made much more progress i'm not even done the tutorials and stuff yet i'm I'm like still only like an hour and a half in but i'll I'll have probably a lot more to say in like you know two weeks or so once these freaking exams are over but i'll jump in just with what i'm playing really quick here because i don't have much to add um playing halo 2 um looks amazing on the 4k tv god damn um And it's so much better, I can see everything easier now because, you know, split screen. It's like I have a whole TV's worth of screen now. (laughs) I started playing Genesis Noir. Really cool so far. I'm not very far in. I've only beaten the first little, like, uh, segment of it, but it's really cool and I think worth checking out for sure. It does have some of those rough edges, like Apotage mentioned, on a couple things, just, like, control-wise, but it's pretty interesting. Uh, It's definitely unique. I'm also playing Gravity Rush because I've always wanted to play this game. And I really dig it so far. Like, I just think the control scheme and like soaring through the air is just really fucking fun. And the fact that you're basically just kind of hurtling around, to me is like really neat. I like the idea of falling in any direction. It's just, it's just kind of cool. And it kind of like hits that like "Mm, fun. And it's got a lot of cool presentation styles. Like I like the different ways that it presents itself. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird game. And I like it.
1: It is very trippy
2: yeah
0: yeah trippy's a good red
2: yeah it's trippy right and like it takes you a second to recognize how it works and like i'm i'm getting a better hand now on combat and like you know flying away and zooming at people like i'm getting better at that uh for a little while there i was like oh god terrible um but yeah yeah it's good so that's what i'm doing uh what about you rick what are you playing
0: yeah so um some of the same stuff as always so i'm still plugging away at freedom wars it's definitely better the further you get in because it sort of opens up the story actually starts to exist and and you get to sort of see more of this world that it's crafted for itself it's really interesting uh, the way that it plays with its concepts and the way that it it fits you and the narrative in and around them the combat is still a little bit samey but that that i think is just a genre thing um it, it's fun enough for what it is and it, it'll be fun enough to see me through the story i don't think um the impression i get is that so for anyone who's not aware, the, the concept is that you have like a, a million-year sentence to to earn off uh, by completing missions for your home um, city, as it were. And I think maybe 100,000 of that will be from the main story. There's no way I'm clearing that sentence. It's just not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't have that kind of time to commit to that game. But I, I'm certain I'll finish the story, and I'm having a pretty good time with it so far. Sounds like Japanese um, Suicide Squad. <laughs> A little bit, just without the edge and all the, like, top 40 tracks.
2: Yeah, instead Um, it just has anime girls.
0: (laughs) You say that like it's a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm still playing Witch Eye. That's still great, sort of, mobile popcorn. I've played a bit more of Hades. I got to the final boss, whittled his second health bar down to, like, a quarter Hmm. before succumbing, and it was so frustrating. Mm -hmm. Because I almost had him and then I didn't. So I, I haven't played since. I need to decompress a little bit before I go again. Um, and I, I was saying on the forums, I don't know if I'll mine a spoiler to see like the proper ending. You essentially have to have 10 successful escape attempts, or at least that's my understanding of it. I don't know if I'll stick around that long. I feel like one and then sort of watching the proper ending on YouTube will be enough for me. Because as much as I enjoy it, it seems like the content will be largely the same. And I'm, I'm not sure I can justify another nine runs of that when i've got so much other stuff that i want to sort of give time to and it's sort of interesting being at this point i sort of took a mick out of you a little bit when you're like oh it's just a roguelike but i sort of get where you're coming from now like i'm starting yeah. to come around to that point of view <laughs> you don't have to look so smug about it but i am <laughs> to-
2: <laughs> well you know what i didn't even care because i knew you would i was like
0: he'll come around <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean i the the core game is still exceptional and if, yeah. if you're the kind of person where that clicks for you and you just want to play it all the time i totally get that caveat i think if i had a switch and i had it on that i think i'd be much more inclined because it seems like the perfect game to play for 10-15 minutes lock your switch and, and put it down well yeah it'd be better uh, with pc was... you're sort of yeah. sorry go on. i
2: was gonna say if we were traveling these days then you're like yeah this game i'd probably still play
0: it <laughs> yeah go on what you
1: Oh, we made Alex uh, get a Vita, two Vitas. It's your turn to get a Switch.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, when, when they announce the Pro, yeah, yeah. believe I'll be all over that. Oh, and yeah. uh, when SMT5 comes out, believe I'll be all over that on launch as well. Nice. That's uh, that's the long-term plan. But yeah, I, I, on PC, it's a bit of an undertaking. You have to boot it up. Mm-hmm. You've got to like sit down and go at it. And I, I think that is a detriment to my personal enjoyment of the game. Uh, but it is still excellent. Like I, it it still sits as a 10 for me, mechanically, story-wise, visually. Um, it's Darren Corb's best work musically, as far as I'm concerned. It it's just a shame that it wants me to play it ten times. <laughs> I've played about an hour of Narita Boy. Um, not much more to say beyond what we what we spoke about with Avatars last week. It really is clicking for me, despite its evident flaws. Um, and and so far I'm I'm having a really good time with it for what it is as what it is. Um the visuals are stunning and, and as the world started to open up to me, it is quite possibly far and away the most unique world I've seen in a long time in a game. The pixel art's amazing. The animation's surprisingly good given how small a studio it is. But yeah, I'll have I'll have more to say on that as we go forward, I think. One that maybe the community's not as intimately familiar with. So I actually play uh quite a lot of Call of Duty with my friends and um there's a gunfight tournament that's just dropped on the new one. So that's basically small maps, uh, 2v2, and it's the first sort of six points. So you you try and wipe out the other team before they wipe you out, and then you reset. It's a lot of fun. It's all action. A lot more strategic than standard sort of deathmatch or, or other game modes in the sense that it's small arenas, small numbers. There's more opportunities to sort of play mind games with your opponent, move them around, and, and be more tricky with it. Um, so I'm having a blast with that. We've won a couple of tournaments. That's actually eaten up a chunk of my gaming time this past week because it's just been what we've been hammering away at. Um, and then the final new one, and again, this is another Vita game that I've I sort of jumped on. Uh, it's called Aqua Kitty DX. It's a bit like Defender. So you have to protect uh, these items at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, they're basically milk mining facilities. This, the What little story there is is unimportant. Uh, but there's robots that come in. You have to destroy all the robots, particularly you have to destroy the ones that try and lift uh, the milk mining cats from the milk mines uh, before they get out of the water and off and away. actually shockingly hard. Uh, they really don't pull any punches in terms of throwing everything at you. The ship's very fragile. There's a lot of different enemies with different patterns that force you to to react and move around. It actually gave me sort of quite heavy recent doom vibes in that sense. Because every enemy requires you to think a little bit differently and approach it a little bit differently. Which isn't to say it's anything on that scale or, or scope or even that quality. Like, it, it's a good time. For the £5 that it costs, I think it's available on Switch and PC and all the other consoles as well. i definitely say give it a look. Uh, and if you enjoy it, this Thursday, at the time of recording it, by the time it comes out, it will probably be out. They've got another game coming to Vita uh, called Astro Aqua Kitty. So it's like that same mechanic, but in an RPG Sort of setting, um, I think it's already out on great. Switch as well. Like, well, <laughs> <laughs> maybe collectively, it certainly weren't on Vita. It's a labor of love, Alex. God damn it. I know, I, know. <laughs> I just feel bad. That, but
2: yeah. Um, nice. Um, Should we move yeah. along then? Um, yes yeah let's, let's get to our topic of the week we've waffled on for long enough about our uh, our, our games um, so let's get to the topic of the week which is uh, actually kind of a good segue respecting the players
0: time <laughs> and, and we should probably say at the outset that this is going to bleed into the question which is uh from yes, forum is. user robaroo if i'm saying that right yeah maybe robaroo, um, robaroo, so we'll, no. yeah well it, you know who you are uh we'll get we'll we bleed into your question through the topic yeah, uh, I suppose it's a good way of saying it.
2: And I think like the first part that we have here is like games that are short, but drag, uh, which is kind of that like, and, and I wanted to jump in on this actually and say like Narita Boy is a game that is short, but drags where you're just like, Christ, can I get to the end of this part here? Um, and like there's combat segments where I'm just like, stop. Oh my God. I know what I have to do but you're just making it take a long time to do it. You know, it's like, you know, those moments where and actually, it's hard not to talk about this without the inverse of it, but like, you know, when a game essentially pads something out, right? Even in a short game, it blows my mind. You know, like I feel like I hit that with games like um, Densetsu no Starfy, which is like the legendary Starfy, where this is like a platformer game that's quite short on the Game Boy Advance. And yet there is so much dialogue in that game. And you are stopped all the time to talk to the fucking sea creatures. That it's like, bro, let me play the game. (laughs) You know what? I'm just like, this is a platform for a starfish.
0: I think you feel it in short ones as well because like as a percentage, it's more obvious. That's where I think anyway, because like you, you can tell even, you know, if you compare to an Assassin's Creed where it's like a 70, 80 hour epic, probably more than that. Actually, I'm probably being overly generous. Like you will spend far more time but it sort of blends in with the actual valuable stuff that you're doing. Whereas um, with a short one, it's more obvious that this shouldn't have been there and that's like X percentage of the entire time that I was doing it.
2: And even then, like, and I mean, just in general, games too, like, you know, I I don't know, it doesn't have to necessarily be short games, but like, even when you look at like longer games where it just drags on and on and like, I find that honestly, roguelites are kind of a big issue with this, right? Um, some of them certainly can be. Yeah. Right. Where you get hit with this moment where it's like, okay, so I get the main gameplay mechanic here and I get the narrative conceit. And then it's like, so how many arbitrary times do I have to do this before you decide I can progress? You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you mean, actually. That's, um, I sort of felt that with Neurovoider actually a couple of weeks ago where, um, like an actual run full through probably takes maybe an hour, an hour and a bit. And the, the, the normal levels are, relatively easy once you get a grip on it but the boss is kind of a bit of a ball ache and obviously if you fall at the boss you've got to play through 5 10 15 of these relatively manageable normal levels again and again and again and eventually it's like all right i get it can we move on now please which i I think is what you're sort of saying
2: so paola what do you think
1: um i i don't usually play like super chart games uh i started like pretty recently but um the ones that i Played and are like kind of drag, they drag like at some specific sections of the game. Uh, one example would be like the original The Lane of Zelda, especially in the last level, uh, that mountain. It has so many rooms, so little room to breathe that each room uh, has you like on your toes trying. Not to run into anything, not to die. Which is kind of hard considering the enemy combinations that uh, the game throws at you. And it is at the point that any singular room of this dungeon is more of a challenge and uses up more time than the final boss. Which is kind of aggravating because it was so anticlimactic getting there. It isn't like a short game, but another example of anything that drags is probably default, especially you know what part I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It is horrible. It it is both bugging and it drags, and that game could have been like so much harder and and so much better.
0: Yeah, I mean, it drags in the sense that it's repeated content. Like I've already done this before. Why am I doing this a second, third, fourth time? Um, yeah, I don't even necessarily consider that a spoiler because I think you should know going in that he's going to throw that bullshit at you eventually. Oh, 100%. It's I um, <laughs> and I, I think that's yeah. an RPG thing generally, and lots of them are getting better at it now. Um, but... I mean,
1: one example I could think of, uh, RPG done better. Um, and I'm gonna like, uh, please throw like first, throw like a bad example that is uh, like a persona five royale that I, no persona five. That at some sections you don't have like, um. In the previous Persona games, you could just say, um, uh, use a go home and like just save the game, like whatever, without losing like much progress. But Persona 5 Royal has these infinite floors that has like specific points where you can save, and it seems like a good idea, but I think it was executed poorly, especially like in the later dungeons that are like longer and without going into much of a spoiler i feel like the story kind of drags past some point that is like please either kill me or finish this game quickly um (laughs) at least in my opinion uh well and and if you die in that game like if you're only in the dungeon i didn't hit that game over once but uh at some point i was like okay if i were to hit like i a, go- a game over here or if something happened and my playstation just turned off i would lose like half an hour of progress uh well other games like um Team and say four just even if you die because that game is hard it uh it brings you back into action and even like to the specific point where you were if you play like in play coins so fast that is like every every game should be like every RPG should be like this fast to get back uh, on track uh, and the combat is so much faster than so many other RPGs that I played
0: yeah combat animations are actually a, a real sort of sticking point with things like that and it's good when games let you turn them off as much as they're nice well um it's also a question of
2: pacing right like this is the big thing with this it's like it's just is the game paced well right because you look at a game for instance like we talked about strider 2 earlier which is a game that has zero fluff and yet also somehow does right like it has like that repeated boss at one point but then at the same time there's like really no fluff in it at all it's just like ba boom bing um which is great. I, I would prefer that than if that game was like padded out to be maybe three hours long and just had like random extra segments in it. But at the same time there's like no pacing in that thing. You know what I mean? It's just like boom, okay, boom, okay, boom, okay now you're fighting this boss again, now you're fighting this boss now you're fighting this boss and you're like holy shit guys like slow down, you know? Like,
0: I mean there is pacing, the pace is balls to the wall fucking extreme. I know, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, and you're like huh. Ah. Um, and so I don't know, like I find that feel like for a lot of modern games especially, there's a bit of the design by committee issue that happens where individual moments often feel well paced, but it requires a really good director or someone who has a really strong oversight on like the whole process to sort of see how the game is functioning as a whole. Because I think. So for
0: bigger games for sure, yeah.
2: Yeah, right? And like not even games that you, would, you wouldn't you would even think. Like most games in general, right? Like if you have a studio working on it, that's got more than like five people doing the game. You know, it's like if there's departments, sometimes departments get really obsessed with their thing, right? And then it's like, okay, oh, but. And ultimately, the reason I get passionate about this too is like, you know, I'm a theater director, like in, you know, film as well. And so. My job is usually to see the whole, right? To look at the entire thing. And you see this actually with actors. This actually is kind of a nice parallel. Actors like to act with a capital A, you know, uh, <laughs> where they get to really feel everything. And they're like on stage and they're, they're feeling the moment. But what often happens when they do that is they're actually just standing there for a long time. And it's quiet and they're just kind of feeling And it doesn't read to an audience, you know? To an audience, they're like, the hell's going on? And they're like, oh, I feel it so good. But the audience is like, holy shit, are we gonna sit in this moment for this long? And sometimes that's good. But like as a director, you have to be able to look at the scene and go, okay, what we actually need right now is we need you to cut it off right here, right? Like you have to clip this feeling and you have to do this feeling in half as much time. Um, And I feel like in a lot of games, they don't always get that. Like, if I see this, I goddamn I hate this. It happened in Ori, but I'll forgive it a little bit because it was at the very end. But goddamn segments where you lose control and your guy's like kind of stumbling and, and is in pain and is like walking and it's like oh and it's really dramatic. I'm and like, you
0: suddenly walking super slow. And I'm like yeah, fuck
2: this yeah. trope, man. I just, it's so stupid and it like. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, and it's like literal dragon. Um, hey. <laughs> hey. But you know, it's just like, it belies to me this fact that in some games there has been no oversight. And I think it's important, you know, like that's my little rant on like <laughs> uh, direction mm. in games, but I think it does matter, you know, like I think sometimes we're quick to be like, no game directions, that's not that important, right? It's like everybody's working on it. You're like, no, of course, everyone working on it is important but uh, that also means the director is important. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you can't say like everyone's important yeah. and then say he's they're not important, right? That that person's not important. So, I don't know. I kind of look look you need, there needs to be a balance, you know.
0: Yeah, I think there's a marketing component as well. And we probably mm-hmm. do ourselves a disservice. Like if you think back to the Order 1886, I don't I didn't play that game, so I can't really speak to the qualities of it. But um that was like a 6-hour experience. At the start of this new generation, charging sort of full box retail, mm-hmm. uh, and it was ripped apart for being too short. Yeah, uh, and I, I think in fairness, we've moved on from that as a, as a, as a sort of collective audience. I don't think that's necessarily the, the way it would be, uh, the way it would be received is the word I'm looking for mm-hmm. if it came out today. But it is a thing where you probably have sort of big studios with that in the back of their mind going well it has to it has to take at least x long come hell or high water and if if there isn't that long of content that's when things like this maybe start to creep in
1: yeah Mm -hmm. like the other thing uh, i've
0: noticed oh sorry go on
1: i was thinking like especially with games uh creeping up in price Mm -hmm. um it has become like more and more of a thing that people like uh put more content of the game that it could be like Um bearable? No. Or that it would like actually make sense on the setting. Mm. Like uh, I mean, like I play, for example, uh Super Mario Odyssey. That is a fairly I want to say a turk game because I tend to play like longer games. And it, it took me like 12 hours to to beat uh with minimal side content. But I feel like I mean, I already felt like in Breath of the Wild, the cork seeds were like a little too much, but there wasn't like a reason to collect them all. uh, So there were more than you actually needed. Um, If you wanted to collect like all the moons in Super Mario Odyssey, the moons are like a weird thing to me because they're supposed to encourage like exploration, but I feel like a lot of them aren't really hidden. Or something you just find like a bunch of them and it's like, okay, we're just putting a lot of moons here just to... For the, um, sake of the yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and it's also the accessibility question, right? Like, do we want to make all our moons hard to find um, and maybe lock someone out from progression or do you make your moons easy? You know what I mean? Like, it's at that there's an extra wrinkle added into it there, right?
0: It's a conceit of the medium. there's There's no other entertainment medium where ability will lock you out of content.
2: I know. It's also nuts because as you were talking yeah. about this too, uh, Paula, I'm like, this is the only genre where like, I, I don't know, Zack Snyder's, uh, you know, Justice League just popped into my mind where like, I watched that movie. That movie is a nightmare. It's a train wreck, but like it's, it, but it, it's a functioning train wreck. You know what I mean? Like, Do you
0: I'm mean like, the, the four hour Snyder cut? Yes, do you the four four hour, hour. I never movie saw call. the
2: original one. Um, I saw the four and hour Fun one. fact.
0: Yeah. Only half the people who started the four hour one finished it.
2: Oh, I believe it. Um, <laughs> I watched it with my partner and we were laughing on the whole way through. It's, it's insanity. There's an example of like in the film industry where um, they actually want to make shit shorter. Right. And not longer. You know, it's like games are one of the only industries where it's like, no, make it longer. It has to be longer. People need to play it more. And I'm like, like I guess I understand because of the price tag sort of conundrum but with indie games now even it's like well whatever they can cost less so I don't know eh.
0: and that that's the beauty of the industry that you now have like multiple options at multiple price points and indies are so much happier to be genuine with what they're offering and how long it takes you and, and price accordingly generally speaking which is really good. I was going to say something else as well. Oh yeah, that's it. On the point of uh, they have to be longer. Interesting counterpoint. CDPR were quite open in, in the, the sort of run up to cyberpunk that the uh, the campaign was going to be a lot shorter because they wanted people to actually finish it. And that's almost the movie idea sort of bleeding back in in the sense that like you want your audience to be with you all the way. And again, the nice thing with games is you're not locked in to a single path the way you are with a film edit. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, if, if you want to give someone who's obsessive compulsive about all the things on the map a load of korok seeds they can go and find those yeah. um if they want to just bum rush the, the main bat yes that includes, <laughs> that includes you <laughs> if they, uh, they want come... yeah <laughs> and i took that personally um <laughs> but yeah no it's, uh, it, you have options and I, I think that's also if it's designed in such a way as to make those options something that the player has agency over i think that's that's a good development. One other thing potentially before we sort of bundle on, because it's something I was thinking about when we sort of, I say we, you make the agendas, Alex, I can't take any credit for that. (laughs) When the agenda was available to me ahead of this episode, in terms of of pacing and agency and and all the things like that, there's an interesting comparison to be made uh, between visual and kinetic novels and walking simulators, one of which I can tolerate, one of which I, I very often can't. And I think a big part of it is most visual novels as fast as you can read is as fast as you progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. they, they they almost all have options for like how fast the text comes in or it can all just pop straight in like bang, 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 all the box all at once. With a walking sim, you're constrained by how slow or fast the developers decided you get to move through the world they've made. And often there's, there's less sort of to absorb while doing that versus like all the words that are involved in a VN. I think we've touched on this uh, in previous episodes where those scripts like far exceed full on big novels a lot of the time, um in totality anyway. And in terms of respecting the player's time, that that's a big thing where VNs are just like, yeah, do it, do it at the pace you want to do it, the text all there. Almost like a book, because it it almost is. Um whereas the walking sims so often don't and it probably bleeds back into sort of time expectations again where um because these games are normally big and 3D um Mm. and and big sort of audio visual experiences because that's part of the draw. um, there's almost a, a weight upon them to sort of justify themselves with time. And I think the few that I've liked, so Tacoma uh, is a really good example. To the extent that it is a walking sim, is another one. They all feel like they go at a, a clip. They don't sort of make you sort of stop and sit in the moment too long. And Maybe that again goes back to what you were saying about um, the moment being allowed to drag because of sort of self-indulgence in one form or another.
2: It's like, do you know how long I worked? Yeah, on they're, these like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're <legit. laughs> You're gonna stare at them. Sorry, Paolo, what were you gonna say?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, uh, in terms of how some visionals re- respect the player's time, well, it depends because there are some where you have to do like very specific stuff to get like the best um, ending to the story or see like certain parts of the story. Yeah. And that we like, for example, well, it's in prison where you have to get, like, all the endings to see the great finale and those maps as well. Uh, but there are other cases, like Steins where getting, like, the true, true ending, you have to trigger, like, very specific flags. And I remember, like, uh, getting them all, but the game glitched on me, and I didn't get the ending. Um, but on the other uh, side you have uh, like the other vision I will say that have like this kind of like rewind feature on the text that is like oh i missed i missed that or i didn't quite read that well or even like i think i pressed the op- the, the wrong option please let me go back and even if you didn't save you can just like uh, go to like the the dialogue backlog and rewind to the point you want uh, as long as it's it's like within the chapter and uh, pick the other option or whatever Uh, which is uh, something i've grown so accustomed to that uh, when there isn't such a feature it's like oh no i didn't save (laughs) or there are others that just like that give you the option to just like jump to the next option instead of What's the word I'm looking for? Like, skipping text for uh, 10 to 15 minutes uh, on some cases.
0: Hmm. Um, and this is a great excuse to praise 13 Sentinels Argus Rim again very quickly because its flowchart system lets you skip straight to where you want to be.
1: Uh, speaking of 13 Sentinels, like, even uh, if you boost a bit and press the dialogue like too many times, like I usually do, you don't just like skip or jump straight to another thing. And it's quite i really like that system
0: (laughs) yeah so so all this sort of bleeds nicely into the question that it spawned from which uh again came from Roburu, which was what's the longest game you've played that felt far shorter than it was and for me that is just simply uh the longest single player game that i've played so excluding rocket league for obvious reasons although those 2000 hours have flown by believe you (laughs) me um So the the longest single-player game I've played uh, is Final Fantasy Tactics A2 Grimoire of the Rift for Nintendo DS. I have 118 hours logged in that game, Mm -hmm. but it breezed by. That game just sucks you in so easily, so completely. There's so much variety to those systems. Um, There aren't any particular sort of roadblocks. It's all a real steady clip. Um, It it felt like I spent half that amount of time, and, and there you are close second cyberpunk um it, it's the third longest game i persona 3 portable definitely doesn't sort of feel shorter than it is it feels exactly as long as it is um as good as it is cyberpunk went very fast yeah
2: yeah i think um i was gonna mention the witcher 3 like because because i think i just enjoyed it a lot but this was a hard one for me because i'm like i don't know actually i'm like games tend to feel how long they are <laughs> you know what i mean um, <laughs> so there are games that i get lost in while i'm playing, like that for sure has happened. And one that surprised me actually, and that was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And it actually really kind of brings you into it. And, and the reason I say this is because it's like, it very much plays like the Odyssey in some ways, wherein you are traveling to different locales, and then a series of stories unfolds in them, right? And there are a lot of different islands. And so it felt kind of shorter in the sense that it was like, you got to an island and you experience this like quest on this island and it's usually unique and really interesting. And then you're like, okay, bye-bye. You gotta go to the next island. And you just like hop along and you go find all of these shorter stories. And so the overall large story actually felt, um, a lot smaller. Um, despite the fact that I spent a ton of time in that game. I mean, I think it was like 90 some hours or something like that. It was a long time in it, but it was just, it was paced really, really well, actually. That's, One thing I'd say, like the pacing was excellent because it's like, oh, you can interrupt your time by going on, you know, going on the seas and landing on a new place. And you discover an island and you weren't told to go there, but you discovered it anyway. And you're like, what's on this island? And then you find all these cool things and all these stories that unfold really, really organically and naturally. I don't know if Valhalla continues that. Um, I'll probably play it at some point, but... Assassin's Creed games are so big that, like, when you play one of them, like, I haven't played Origins yet, which I hear is pretty good too. But, like, honestly, I was just like, okay, I'm not gonna play another Assassin's Creed for three years now. Like, you know, <laughs> just like <laughs> takes over your life a little bit. But yeah, what about you, Paula?
1: Um, in terms of a game that I spent a lot of time with, uh, with, um, without even like feeling the flow of time, it would be like Breath of the Wild, especially because in my first uh, playthrough, I spent a hundred and seventy eight hours
2: mother of all that is holy and i swear
1: yeah uh i'm currently in my second playthrough of it uh to be fair at that point i didn't collect like all oligarchy it's like i only collected like 600 only only uh, um <laughs> i really have like a lot of fun like every second of it uh the other the other game that it said that it felt like a lot shorter than it was, it would be like the Chimeami Tensei 4 duology thing. Especially Chimeami Tensei 4, the base game, because I did every single side quest level at the end of the day. Snap. I noticed that. Uh, was at, at some points, it was like, oh. I've been playing for I don't know five hours straight, or I'll be just playing. And suddenly, it was night.
0: It's uh, that would have fully qualified for me if not for the fact that I spent like fifty hours less with it than I did uh, Tactics A2. Also, like, so my playthrough was seventy-four hours. A good five to ten of those were fighting Beelzebub, which Christ alive, <laughs> that boss! You know what I'm talking about? Holy shit, that boss was difficult.
1: Just like I think I say- went. Sorry, go on. But the post, the quote-unquote post that I uh, had a uh, problem with was like the first like dragon thingy you have, to, you have to fight before the minister and then everything was a breeze for me.
0: No, nice. Beelzebub, I went through like 15 different party comps trying to find something that would work. Uh, um, uh, but yeah, no, it's credit to the game that I enjoyed that so much. Yes, go on.
2: Nice. No, that's great. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for sharing those things that were... Long but short for you. <laughs> um, let's hear. Actually, I would love to hear listeners if you had any games that you found were short but long, or or short but dragged, or long but shorter. All those things, all those different random things. Um, but why don't we move on to a game that is short, and that's how long to beat
0: the game. The
2: game. Yeah. Um, so I brought up the randomizer, and I found one uh, from way back in 2006: Viva Pinata the Xbox 360
0: game. Oh, that's going to be disgusting.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) I saw this and I was like, oh, that's a hard one, actually. Like, I have no idea. Oh.
0: Um, This was received quite
2: well at the time. Uh, It
0: was. It was. But It also had, like, a really well-received DS spin-off. Fun fact. Yeah. That nobody remembers.
2: I think... So, like, I I remember with this game... I think people were pissed because, like, it was rare, right? Like, Microsoft bought Rare, and so Rare is making like this Viva Pinata game, and they're like, "What is going on?" Uh, but then when people actually played it, they were like, "Oh, oh, it's a good game," <laughs> um, and we're quite shocked. For those who don't remember Viva Pinata, I mean, how do you even describe this game? Um, it's I'm...
0: like um, it's like the Pokemon breeding thing, but with pinata animals, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you keep them; they interact with each other. They have like pinata babies. Don't ask. That yeah, I mean, I've never played like it, garden. but that's the impression I get from the outside. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. You're doing like it's like gardening and whatnot. Oh, I have a feeling the completion on this must be nuts. Like
0: I fucking dread to think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do. So uh, I, I've quite conservatively guessed fifteen hours for main and seventeen hours for main plus. I'm not touching one hundred
1: percent of the barge pole. There is no way. Yeah i'm scared of anything here. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, um mm. I was looking at the Wikipedia of FIFA Piñata and I can't begin to wrap my head around like what kind of game it is.
2: Oh yeah, it's a management yeah. game, right? Like it's essentially a management sim but with piñatas. Um <laughs> uh I almost,
0: almost like a-, a Zoo Tycoon in a, in a sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's about right. Um Within three hours. Yeah, do I want to do two times or three? This is this is what I'm wondering, because I I just feel like the one hundred percent is probably something absurd, like in like the the fifties or something, but I'm not really sure. I'm not really you know, you know what I'm saying? Also when even you, when
0: we're sure we get them wrong regularly, so
2: yeah, exactly. When do you beat this
1: game true.
2: I might hail because like I don't know.
1: <laughs> hail Mary. I don't know. I mean how long can be like the main story actually?
0: Well, that's the question, isn't it? That's, uh... <laughs> that's the
2: game!
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the game, I know. Like, I'm trying to think because, like, it is a 2006 game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the creators, like, the project was headed by the, 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 by the team that made the Banjo Kazooie series. Yep. So, like, I don't it was even a, know where to begin.
0: It was a relatively early Xbox exclusive.
2: Yeah, it was pretty early on in, in the... Uh... And it's like, but like, also it's a significantly different game from Banjo Kazooie, right? Like it's just very, very different. Okay. So I'm going to do 15 hours main 22 hours, main plus 21 hours, main plus and 43 hours, 100%. I-, I just think it's somewhere crazy high, you know, like I feel like it's up in that world.
1: Um, it's
0: my expectation.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, um, the story can't be that long. Can it? I'm gonna say 11 hours for main.
2: All right, Wh- whatever you think. Eighteen
1: hours for main plus. No, wait, I'm not ready.
2: Oh. Ah. <laughs> 18 for main plus. Okay.
1: Uh, 18, 17, I don't fucking 17 and a half because I can decide.
2: 17 and a
1: half, okay. Uh, and 30 for. Uh, and I that's the one that I'm. I i do not know. Fine. I'll do
2: 42 hours. I guess
1: I can and decide, a half. Like crazy short, but it can be like crazy long. Oh YouTube, mucking around in the half hour. we gotta go <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gonna say for another 15 minutes okay 15 minutes. there oh
2: we have like the same <laughs> ones all right let's find out okay so main story is 19 hours uh we all lost um uh, we've all lost main plus extra oh. is 31 and a half hours oh Completionist <laughs> is 51 hours uh, uh, to be fair not a lot of people have beaten this the 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 main story is in red um (laughs) so it's been a little tough but we were we were close um man i should have gone higher clearly well what do you know viva pinata that's a long game (laughs) um thanks for tuning in everybody once again the scores have not changed rick is still in the lead uh followed closely by paula and me in dead last but I'm only 5. all it takes is one riddle.
0: bad week yeah. yeah all it takes is one bad week and it could all change
1: yep See so tune in
0: time. next week to find out <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>